Good morning or good afternoon or good evening and welcome to another episode of Japanese Language Teachers of Australia podcast and today it is my great pleasure to introduce Sayako Sensei from ACT. よろしくお願いします。はい、わかりました。皆さん、こんにちは。さよこトンプソンです。私は東京の下町の出身です。今、私には2つの名前があって、オーストラリアではさよこトンプソンという名前で先生をしています。が、日本ではアオヤギという名
itself. I also thought it's very important to understand what that means by teaching in Australia and then also how I can understand students here as well. I also wanted to learn Japanese as a foreign language because unfortunately how I learned Japanese was that um, Japanese as a na native language but I thought just like I learned English as a, my you know foreign language I thought it's important to step back observe and then learn how to teach Japanese as a foreign language and then uh, as far as I did a lot of searching my uni that was in Rockhampton then if you know uh, which exact university in Rockhampton I think you know exact university it's name I actually had a fantastic time with uh, with my university in Rockhampton in, in Queensland. What was it like learning Japanese as a second language at university level? It is a really interesting question to answer. I thought how much I actually didn't know about Japanese. Uh, then I, I realized how much I didn't think about, for example, grammar. Then I also didn't know, for example, Teform song. Mm -hmm. Then I was naturally using Teform, but when I saw another background students are just saying chirite mininde like that. And then I thought, what's that song? Then I thought that's how I actually should learn how students are learning uh, Japanese as a language. Then, of course, I did learn Japanese grammar, but that was through Kokugo, the national language, you know, through the system in Japan. Then, but it was quite interesting to observe you know, other Oji background students, you know, then because they showed me how they are learning Japanese as a foreign language. That was okay. really eye-opening too, yeah. Okay, so you obviously studied in Japan as a primary school and junior high and high school student. What do you think of Japanese education system in general? Okay, since I came to Australia, I think my teaching experience here also gave me a good chance to reflect on what I actually do notice about Japanese education system. In my view, in the Japanese education system, I actually think non-curriculum education, it's really fantastic. For example, mm -hmm. students in Japan are given various roles such as kyushoku toban, you know, serving lunch or soji toban or cleaning. They also learn those responsibilities at a very young age. I think learning responsibilities and then also independence would definitely help them become resilient overall. I also found that a school is an important part of the community. Perhaps maybe that's that's the reason why the older the students become, the more roles senior students take. For example, I miss an energy level the whole school community used to have throughout the secondary time or cultural festival, Bunkasai, for example. Mm -hmm. mm, the system is very different here in Australia, but I was just wondering if I could share uh, anything about this uh, with my students but it's always just hard to make it happen but it's just one of my to-do things that I want to do in Australia with students as well. I guess those community feels yes. is positive things. Do you think there are also negative things about Japanese education system perhaps you're not so fond of? The harder part of Japanese education system 
there was definitely, you know, a sense of community was really good part. And then also, I still think it's really the strength. Then, however, stricter <laughs> school rules, particularly when I was, you know, 13 or、uh, 14, when I really wanted to try something new. That was really hard for me sometimes. <laughs> But because I was quite a conservative student, I ended up with following the rules. As a result, I don't know if I could actually develop this is how I want to be. This is how I actually want to accept myself. I don't know how I could learn showing my identity part. <laughs> <laughs> Then maybe another hard part about Japanese education system could have been entrance system. Despite there's lots of positive things, like I mentioned, you know, learning independence or responsibilities. Then, however, everything is really soaked up by entrance exam system by the time when students are turning to be year 12. Then I still had great time and also I still have four. Memories during my senior time, in particular, but I remember my time as year 12 was very busy, and also it was quite daunting to have to go to many different universities just to you know, get the chance to you know, pass the entrance exam. I think okay, it's quite interesting because I never attended high school in Japan, I left <laughs> Japan after junior high. so Listening to a Japanese native speaker talk about their own experience regarding high、yeah. school life and university、yeah. life is, is, is quite refreshing for me to hear because that's something that I never、okay. experienced.、Um, so,、mm-hmm. when you first started teaching in Australian school, what were your first impressions of students? The first impression I had with the student here was that the students really. Don't hesitate to show who they are and then also what they want to do and why they want to do. And then also, I found it hard to build up relationship. When I first started teaching, most importantly, I think, you know, being a teacher here, you need a lot of confidence to be there. But to gain a certain level of confidence, it took A little bit while for me to do that.、And、then I think students really <laughs> didn't see me as a boss in the classroom. <laughs> that was really hard、um, when I started teaching. But yeah, that was definitely challenging when I became a teacher here, I think. Okay, so how did you overcome that challenge and obstacle? I always reminded myself why I came here and what I really wanted to achieve. Then it's actually not about you know, having a、um, consistent conflict with、uh, this is me and this is how, what's difficult you know, about teaching in Australia. That's not what I wanted. But what I wanted was actually you know, sharing the passion and also the love of Japan and also teaching Japanese here in Australia. So, Using lots of I statement, this is what I think, and also clearly communicating. And then also, I didn't give up <laughs> upskilling my teaching strategies as well. Then, if there's a bad day, move on. <laughs> then, because nobody's going to remember bad day, you know, after 10 years anyway, then I just try to wake up with, you know, fresh mind. And then I always just turn up the classroom with. Smiles. I always just reminded, you know, 
my passion is actually to teach and then also you know, share the love of Japan. I always, always constantly remind myself about that message. So you mentioned that the first challenge you faced about was more of a behavior management style. But I think so. <laughs> what, what are the, some of the challenges you face now? Maybe I have to divide that into, you know, mainly two parts. One needs advocacy and you know, so the other is actually a good challenge that I'm having. I think how language learning is perceived is quite different in Japan and Australia. In Japan, while non-curriculum education is quite, like I said just earlier, everything unfortunately moves towards Juken or entrance exam. However, the position that English as a subject has is actually super strong. In some contexts, English as a subject could be even stronger than math, depending on the entrance exam. Then I actually uh, didn't have to worry about math too much because I used English more than math actually to pass entrance exams. At least when I was in the Japanese education system, learning English was also was such a cool thing. Plus, if you'd say, I'm going to major in German instead of English at uni, let's say, then you'd be very respected for expanding your foreign language learning capacity as well. And that would be culturally and socially accepted too. On the other hand, in Australia, I, as an individual teacher, uh, sometimes feel as if somebody is always telling me to justify why Japanese and why a language. I also sometimes think, you know, when I am around, I, I sometimes think, why does this even have to be a question? I think language learning, isn't it the most exciting and creative thing? that we humans can only do and then also we are the only ones who can actually enjoy animals actually can enjoy this part i think creating ideas and exchanging them in different cultures in different languages would be super cool i also think this is more than economic reasons as well and i also want to ask people who is opposed to the idea of learning a language in this country, isn't it actually really creative thing to learn a language, I think, and then just express your idea, you know, by considering what's really culturally appropriate. I think it's really creative thing to do. The other thing that I want to say is actually a good challenge that I have been challenged. I, as a teacher, must fall in love with what you do and also what you teach in each lesson. You have to be in your role 100%. Then otherwise, students really notice that instantly too. Then they also test you as well. In fact, it is always nerve-wracking to you know, decide a thing to teach. For example, in the past, when I selected wagashi, which is Japanese traditional confectionery, I was so scared to talk about that idea. Wagashi is actually attached to my childhood memories a lot. But when I challenged myself to include this particular concept, as well as one particular word that's really useful to explain wagashi, that was Kacho, who gets literally meaning 
flower, bird, wind, and moon. Then students actually accepted that. Then they also even said to me quite good feedback. And they said, unless I learn Japanese, I didn't know this word. And now my world was also expanded like that. Then I actually got great feedback from students too. It's sometimes really scary to share you know, my deep part, and but if I'm passionate about it, and then usually students really accept that, and then also they understand that, then that's a really great aspect of teaching in Australia, I think. The most importantly, I love students, although they might be sometimes difficult, but I still love them. So I feel my current job is perfect to be able to pass my really genuine love of Japan and Japanese language. I think. Okay, great. The next question I'm going to ask you in Japanese because this is more aimed towards Japanese, you know, native speakers who might want to be considering、yeah. Jap- becoming Japanese teacher. So, yeah. 将来日本語教師になることを考えているネイティブの日本人の人にアドバイスは何かありますか？はい。もしも日本人の方で、えー、日本語のあオーストラリアで日本語の先生になりたいとお考えの方がいらっしゃったらぜひ仲間になってくださいというふうに伝えたいです<笑>ただしオーストラリアで先生になるということはあ日本と全く真逆の環境の中で教えなければならないということでもあるのでこれは常々私も経験していることなんですけれどもついつい日本ではここだったなというような気持ちが出てきてしまうことがあるんですね。それがゆえにとても辛くなることもあるんですけれども、でもやはりもしもこれをお聞きになっている皆さんの情熱という部分で日本を伝えたいとか日本語の素晴らしさを知ってほしいとかっていうことが本当に皆さんにとっての情熱であるということであればこんなに喜びを与えてくれる仕事っていうのもないんじゃないかなというふうに思ってます私はこちらで思い切って先生になってみてよかったなと毎日毎日思っておりますああそうですか素晴らしいアドバイスです<笑>えー、では最後に、えー、一番好きな日本語の言葉、フレーズ、ことわざ、えー、これを英語でも日本語でも OK ですから。And、what's your favorite Japanese word, phrase, or proverbs? はい。で、I think Shiko 先生、this is the most difficult question, maybe. Then I was just thinking about what could be my favorite proverb,、uh, favorite word, but I realize I actually don't use any language to think, and then maybe that's why this is really difficult. But if I have to choose, then I would say, Arigato gozaimasu, or thank you. Then, cause even if I have a bad day, even if I feel down, I actually wake up with excitement. I'm a teacher, I can teach. And then every time when I go to my current school, I'm actually skipping. And then I'm really feeling enjoyment. And then I really feel happy to be part of my current school as well. Then, as I see any student belonging to my school, then I feel happy. Then I really want to talk to them. I really want to interact with them. Then, this is because Australia also gave me a chance. I also, you know, challenged however people here allowed me. And uni lecturers in Queensland, they were so patient with me. I also 
really want to say arigato gozaimasu to every single teacher who looked after me during my teaching practicum in Rockhampton. I really couldn't have become a teacher without them. I went to three different schools in Rockhampton.、Uh, every school gave me important learning and also what that means to be a teacher as well. <laughs> and they were so passionate about that. Then, so I want to be able to you know, pass what I learned from them as well. All the things happened in this you know, beautiful country. Then I really just can't appreciate enough. For everything and then also to everyone. So maybe I choose Arigato Gozaimas for that reason. Thanks very much for your time today, Saiko Sensei. And for those who are listening, if you're enjoying the, these episodes, please consider supporting us through coffee with as little as $1. So thank you very much, Saiko Sensei. Thank you very much, Tinko Sensei. Arigato Gozaimashita.